Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for Watch Geeks by Watch Geeks. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. And I'm Nicholas DeLeon. And today on the show, we may have a special guest. I don't know if we're going to have it. Is that is this? Am, am I am I talking out of turn, lads? We'll see if it happens. We don't know. We'll see if it happens. What's what are our topics today? We're talking a little bit about uh, Apple Watch. Do we love our Apple Watches? Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Rolex, how they're faking their numbers, and we're also going to talk about um, what we're wearing right now. What are we wearing right now? I am glad you asked. I have the O and W C one thousand. It's a uh, 1,000 meter carabin style dive watch thing, and it is awesome. It's powered by the 2824 movement. So I'm actually really pleased with uh, Olek and Vice. So I saw that I, I posted that thing today uh, about the uh, uh, what was it called the three CI OW uh, 350 Condor something 350 CI yeah yeah and I really liked that little piece. It was it's a it's a I and I I I, had, I hadn't looked at Olek and Vice for a long time. Uh, just cause it never came up, I guess. Um, but I think this is a, I think it's an interesting piece. So they, they were dormant kind of as a brand for a long time. Weiss, Weiss was still around and then he, uh, he passed on, but before he did, he sold it to a collector who really loved the watches mm-hmm. and that collector has brought it back as a brand. Hmm. Yeah. I like, I like what they did with the, I mean, the minute's hand has that, has that kind of like, uh, I mean, it's like almost like, um, interrupted, Mm-hmm. Uh, loom so it looks kind of like a i don't know a, a jet jet landing pad landing strip or something like that you know what i mean right it's that uh are these squares or rectangles on that one uh, it looks like little rectangles i don't know yeah but they're segments yeah which is uh, which is unusual which is fun um how's how what's what's your olek and vice uh experience uh nicholas uh, it is minimal, de minimis. It is de minimis. Uh, de minimis. I have on uh, everyone's favorite Cassioke. Uh, I've got on some earth tone colors today, so I figured my gray Cassioke fits. And I also, if I may, I have some follow up from a previous episode. Uh, I, uh, Victor, do you remember a few weeks ago we were looking at the Hodinkee edition Oris, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, and we were looking at the photography. We were like, that looks like film. Is that film? And we did that for like several minutes. Uh, I had not <laughs> have confirmation from sources within Hodinkee, uh, people familiar with the matter, that indeed, uh, at least some of those photos were shot on film and the video is Super 8. Is it really? Uh, so, yes, it is. That is you... from someone who would know. I can't, I cannot reveal any further. I uh, have not shot Super 8 film in 24 years. I don't even know what Super 8 is, to be honest. <laughs> I looked it up. No, really? Super, Eight, Super 8's a really thin, it's like a really thin film. It's what was popular back in the old days. What what What's going on here? I think it's slightly... Oh, yeah, John, you have no idea what we're talking about. Okay, so Hodinkee... Hodinkee made this limited edition with Oris, and they did a Diver 65 with a green dial and um, the Caliber 400, which is Oris's super 10-year movement, and they, they, they spruced it up. They did a nice job. Yeah. We we were you know we were the watch was fine uh, we didn't uh, mind it but a lot of the photography we were like oh that looks kind of cool uh, so I, I I pinged someone over there uh, and a few weeks later we now have confirmation some of the some of these I don't know which ones shot on film and the video is super eight so there you go so the folks listening who've stuck through <laughs> you have an answer I wasn't aware you can still get super eight developed that's that's wild so I'm really I'm. 
I'm I'm wearing a I'm wearing my old Seamaster GMT uh Seamaster yeah. Chrono GMT just for informational purposes but <laughs> I'm really angry it's really it's really frustrating I like the this isn't even a this is I'm looking at it for the first time in a long time this isn't even a freaking watch site anymore this is like this is just a store what what Omega have done uh, no Hodinkee oh Hodinkee yeah Hodinkee's a store Hodinkee's they leaned into to uh Retail or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So, so how do how do you how do you become how do you maintain a it, it, like a journalistic integrity while while running a store? I don't know. You don't. I don't know. Duh. Or or you just do it separately, but also sell these fancy things. And uh, you know, as long as the articles don't push the things you're selling too much, maybe it's still kind of integrity there. I'm not sure. I don't think there is. I don't. I don't think right. integrity exists in this case. I think it's very. Okay. It's very very dangerous. I think it's a slippery slope. Well, but again, absolutely. I mean, who cares? Ultimately, that's the, the 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 audience. The audience uh, that we're selling to has completely given up on media. Hold on, sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent, and then you guys can take the rest <laughs> of the show uh, after I after I splutter out. Uh, sure. The audience has gone completely have given up on on paying for media. So by all means, absolutely. I want to sell everything, the whole thing. Oh, it's the kitten caboodle. Give me a give me a website that that purports purports to give me the news about the industry, just purports to cover the industry in some in some accurate and uh, intelligent way, yet still sells the same watches for the industry itself and makes money off of those watches. So Biddy bop, biddy boo, we're done. It's over. Good, good luck, good luck, human beings. Because uh, somebody's people are going to lie to you all day long because all you want to do is have free, free content forever and ever and ever. Free content. Look, look, we've discussed in the past selling stuff on wristwatch review. Like we were talking about making wristwatch review watches, like the Tolex that you've talked about for yes. a while now. We were talking about making clothing articles of clothing and apparel and and accessories. We were going to do watch straps for a while, and we didn't do any of that. And we didn't do any of that because we have integrity. We also we also got lazy, but that's 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 that's, that's not. That's, I, I I like my explanation. I like, I like I your explanation. Yeah. <laughs> so it's but but as you say, the world is changing, right? Because Hodinkee is selling all this stuff, but they started off doing accessories. Like their first thing was a. Uh, a woven necktie that was a snowflake kind of thing that sort of jibed with Tudor's look. They did a, a snowflake uh, handkerchief kind of thing, and then they grew into the watch sales. So it's been a, tr- a, a progression for them. But the whole world is changing, right? Uh, we have all of these these traditional brands that are now going direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. You can buy a Breitling direct to consumer. You can buy a I, I don't know a Bucher direct to consumer. Tesla. Te- you can buy a Tesla direct to consumer. Well, yes. Elon Musk comes to your house, drops it off. Okay. (laughs) Elon Musk, who the New York Post reported today, has broken up with Grimes. Oh no! You guys know that? What the horror? Yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm actually not kidding. I am. I'm crushed. Well, they they seem so good together. Now, I mean, arguably, devastating news. I'm gonna I'm gonna point out that there's that I'm looking at this the uh, the Omega the 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 pictures of the Omega Chronoscope Coaxial Master Chronometer Chronograph with tachymeter, telemeter, and pulsometer. Lot to say. Uh, It's one of the it's one of the most it's one of the nicest watches out there these days. I'm really I'm really into this thing. I I I and next time I meet somebody and I buy one of these and I'm gonna wear it, I'm gonna say, why yes, you're interested in my Omega Speedmaster Chronoscope Coaxial Master Chronometer Chronograph with tachymeter, uh, telemeter, and pulsometer. Why don't I show you a few of its features? Which, and then I will proceed to show off the tachymeter, telemeter, and pulsometer. 
Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, you guys, you guys stop me before I go down another freaking rabbit hole. Would say, say something interesting. Did you see the Omega that was announced? I, it did nothing for me. Are we talking about the Omega Speedmaster Chronoscope Coaxio Master Chronometer <laughs> Chronograph with tachymeter, telemeter, and pulsometer? Yes, oh. sorry. Yeah, it's a little wacky. I, <laughs> oh, no. Why'd you bring that back up again? <laughs> Let's just keep talking about it. Wait, do we like it? I uh, personally, uh, not, not, not really. But again, I, I, maybe I'm a boob. Maybe I don't know. But I, where, where, where's important. a picture of this? complex go to, thing go to Ho, go to hodinky and you'll see it, it you, is can very, actually, very... you can actually purchase one for eighty five hundred dollars as well so so exactly you can purchase this damn thing jack forrester uh is writing about the omega speedmaster chronoscope coaxial master chronometer chronograph with tachymeter really? telemeter and pulsometer and you <sighs> go over to the shop just head on over and you'll see on uh well, there page page dose which is spanish for two eighty six fifty right there pick it up Pick yourself up a Speedmaster Chronoscope Coaxio Master Chronometer Chronograph uh, with blue accents. Uh, oh, right he links there. right to it from the article. Links right to it. It's driving me insane. That's bonkers. This is complete garbage. Complete garbage. I don't even this like is this not, watch. I, I don't mind the face. I, I, I do. Like, so I kind of like, I like, I like these oldie, old fashioned kind of <laughs> watches. I kind of like the Breitling the Breitling style, like the the whatchamacallit, the Navitimer, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. into that. I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm not okay with the rest of this whole thing. It's 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 a complete sellout. It's a fuck. It's a goddamn mess. It is. Are you all right? Let's let's. The dial that let's, I object to here is I don't like that the scales, the pulsation scales, the telemeter scale, all of that are written through the subdials. I, I wish yeah, that there was well, a way that they were a little more clear about that. But I know that's old timey and that they just did that because they didn't care. They they weren't really focused on what they were doing. They just kind of printed everything. Yeah. But it is it is there is no integrity here whatsoever. There's no integrity. No integrity. Whatsoever. You know who's got integrity? I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna turn this frown upside down. John does uh, integrity. Sure. Apple Inc. Apple uh, Inc. This no. week, this was the big week. iPhones came out today. Did you guys order? We're we're ostensibly a we're basically an Apple podcast at this point. No, we yeah. are not. Well, I'd say at least five percent of our time is spent discussing Apple okay. and Apple products. So quickly, did you order the phone? Uh, no, I personally did not. But I have on for uh, preview purposes at my day job at CR. I've got the Pro, the Pro Max. I've, I've basically got them all. You got the line. They're, yeah, all right. they're pretty. Tom, did I, you order a phone? And there's a watch angle here, too, so we'll yeah. get to it in a second. Are, are you replacing your phone, John? No, I'm not. No, no. No. Okay. I'm not either. So there's – this is not – Well, what phones podcast. you guys have? I got a 12. Yeah, I got a 12, too. I got, okay. I got, the, I got, the, I got the bog standard 12. I didn't even get a Pro yeah. Max or whatever. Yeah. It's a very minor jump from the 12 to the 13. Uh, I personally have a 10S, which is from 2018. Uh, and the watch angle here is with the 13 Pro, and it's only the Pro, uh, yeah. not on the regular ones. Uh, there's a new kind of macro photography mode that kind of you just get in real tight on, you know, watches, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and the, the photos, I, I, you know, as a you know, layman or whatever, I think they're, they're very good, uh, you know, for just like point and click interface, uh, you know. And I know you could have you could have always attached like a macro lens to any any camera phone in the pla- in the past. Well, I mean, but, uh, this clip is, went away, so you've pretty much got moment as your good choice left. 
Uh, I don't know. I like. I, I will eventually have photos on the Consumer Reports website showing off the uh, macro features uh, that should be published later today. Maybe I'll put a link in the show notes. All right. Well, did they give you a Series Seven watch? Uh, no, I only uh, no. Just no. that's not even that's not, that doesn't have not least, I, I I bought yeah. a uh, I bought a new Mac uh, iPad Mini. Uh, okay, yeah, that seems strong. I did it. I did also it for not a watch. It's not a watch. Well, I I did, <laughs> I did it. I did it for some. I did it for a simple reason. I I wanted to. Uh, Wanted something a little smaller. I wanted. I wanted to try the new iOS on the iMac on the Mac on the sure. iPad. I wanted to give it a little. Give it a little goose. I haven't. I haven't. We, we have a couple iPads floating around the house just because the kids yeah. go nuts about them. Yeah. Uh, or used to go nuts. They don't actually care about them anymore, which is interesting. But I figured maybe I can start reading on it, or I could start playing uh, like Civilization Six or something on there. Oh yeah, That's I don't know. Idea. Joining us is John Gruber, who is is of course well known for his writing about Apple, but he's not here to talk about Apple at all. Well, I could I could talk John, about Apple. <laughs> join, so this is our surprise guest. This 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 is the this is the most disjointed podcast. Welcome, John. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm late, John. Hello, I no, John. I, I do you know? I tried emailing you earlier this week to talk uh, Apple stuff. I'm Nicholas DeLeon from Consumer Reports. How are you, Nicholas? It's good. This is a fun. It is a fun coinky dink, as they say. Well, it, it, uh, the bad news is I haven't read uh, my public email since before the Apple event, so <laughs> I didn't Better ignore. Enough. No worries, sir. I didn't ignore you specifically. I don't even mind. Uh, I don't mind. You, you, you're welcome to ignore me. Thank you. So, what are you wearing on your wrist? Me right now, I am wearing uh, an Apple Watch because I just got in from running errands, and we're back with masks. And so for me, Apple Watch, the, to me, the primary feature of Apple Watch over the last six months is that it, oh. un- <laughs> it unlocks my phone with my mask on while I'm outside. Because I, I jumped on the betas necessary to enable that as soon as those betas came out and never looked mm-hmm. back. That's an interesting, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I would, I think I, I'd agree. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I would wear an Apple Watch. I would also wear an Apple Watch for, I don't know. I guess for working out, but I, I rarely wear my Apple watch anymore. How often do you wear your Apple watch, John? Uh, it ebbs and flows. Uh, again, now that I, the masks are back and I'm sort of the household's designated errand runner, we live right here in center city, Philadelphia. So I'd walk for, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times my car battery died during the pandemic. Cause we, we don't drive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, if I don't, if I, if I weren't wearing my Apple watch right now, I would, uh, lately I've been, uh, re in love with my baby, my number one watch. The only one that, the one that I would save if the house were on fire. So, uh, uh, 14060 M Submariner f- from 2006, huh? which the, the no date, the one four Oh six out. Right. Uh, no date and two lines of text that this was my goal. I bought it in 2013 and I, mm-hmm. and I decided I wanted the very most recent movement that I could get in the best possible condition closest to, to, you know, mint with two lines of text and the, the snake S. Although I believe for the models I was looking at, they all had the snake S in the word Submariner. Mm-hmm. So this is a very specific, this is a very specific fetish. But I get it. So I'm, I'm, we're looking at it now. It's like so. This this thing on on eBay now is ninety eight hundred bucks. It's a it's, <laughs> I did everybody's. Not, I did not pay that. I mean, I I know you did. No, no, no. Exactly. I I, I as I said before, I bought a uh, I bought an Explorer two two years ago for like six thousand. I think max it out. Now it's like worth whatever ten thousand. So it, it's like Bitcoin, basically. <laughs> 
Where did, where did you buy yours from? John? Oh, this is, this is a fun story. This is the first serious watch I bought. Um, and what happened, what happened was I, I, I had always, I've always worn a watch. I've always been a watch person, but never a watch guy, you know, like, like in high school mm-hmm. I had like, uh, $25 Casio digital watches, which I loved. Right. Um, absolutely loved. And, and I was always fussy about them. One thing I loved about those Casios, I was really skinny and, and small in like middle school. I mean, like I've since grown to be kind of tall, but, uh, those Casios back then made like a watch that was not quite the men's size and not the lady size. It was like a midsize. Perfect for like a teenage boy who didn't want to look like he was either wearing his dad's watch or <laughs> right. it, it, any, but fussy about stuff like that. And then for years and years, I wore one of those uh, Swiss Army watches that looks like a field watch. And it literally mm-hmm. has a plastic case, which <laughs> now that I'm into watches, it's like, what the hell was I thinking? And why would they ever make those watches with a plastic case? But eventually it died. Like, it not like the battery died, but like I'd put a new battery in and a month later it was dead again. And I was like, well, all right, got to look for a watch. Uh, I bought a... And I thought, let's get serious about this. But I, I bought like a hundred dollar citizen, uh, field watch looking thing. Victor, I forget if you're the one who said you bought it for your father. Yeah. Yeah. I bought that yeah. exact same model for my uh, father. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like the way it looked, but I, then I would, this is maybe like 2010 or 2011 or so. And I was like, just did like two years of like absorption into the whole world that we now <laughs> spend so much time and money on and realized, you know what? I, I And and I started, of course, with a, a reaction I think a lot of people have, which just like Rolex and Submariners, which is, oh, gross Submariners are for, you know, car salesmen. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, no, you know what? The more I learned, I, I like this company. I like these watches and I like this watch. And then I narrowed in on it. And who I bought it from, I bought it from bobswatches.com yep which as somebody who had never bought a watch uh, anywhere near this price like the most expensive watch i had bought before was a hundred dollars <laughs> it's <laughs> it seemed crazy and literally the, the name of the site does not inspire confidence <laughs> <laughs> come on down to bob's watches we got all the watches for you i i actually spent it's like i found this one that looked perfect it even still had the stickers on the back and uh, it was like i got i I was so afraid somebody would scoop it out for me but i spent like two weeks hunting for a single you know somebody to tell me bob's watches is a scam and literally could not find one bad word about them like nowhere you should ask me yeah we could have told you they're fine they're perfectly fine i didn't know anybody we know those we know those guys bob but i I didn't have any watch friends at the time who could tell me i I'm literally, I'm literally the most watchy guy that you know, and I think, I think we're, I think we've known each other for a few years yeah. now. That's it's a deep, deep, deep insult. Yeah. And, anyway, and, well, it was a, well, and it was a, per, it was you know, as you know, as you know, Bob's watches is actually excellent, and it was amazing service, and I bought it, and they couriered it, and like 9 a.m. the next day, it was here from I think they're in Vegas. Uh, ding dong! It was everything I wanted for, and it's been my mm-hmm. favorite watch ever since, and I probably never should have bought a second watch. What what's what was the second watch that you bought? And where and keep in mind you have to like you have to make sure that your address isn't known because somebody's going to break in and steal no. your uh, steal your watch collection. Uh, <laughs> second watch, I, years and years went by, and then I fell in love with the Helios brand. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys know. And then and you know the way that uh, Jason Lynn sells 
watches is he makes small, you know, talks about them, shows his designs, makes, you know, pre-announces them. Uh, they go on sale, limited run. They, they sell out in like a minute and that's it. And, but he announced the Seaforth and I was like, Oh, that's what I want. I want that. And you know, I, I have, I'm the sort of person I have a type, right? <laughs> like I got the, the black dial with the black divers bezel. Um, <laughs> but he announced in the interim, he was like, uh, I'm not going to do the Seaforth yet. I'm going to do the Laguna two first. And the Laguna two is a sort of, I don't know what you would describe that as. It's a big, chunky diver. Again, it is a diver, but it's bigger and chunkier and sort of has a 70s retro vibe to the way the case and the, the lugs are. Um, and it, it was I thought it was way too big for me. I think it's a 43 or I think it's 43 millimeters. And I just thought, well, that's way too big for my wrists. But I couldn't wait. And I was like, to hell with it. I'm just going to buy this. <laughs> Before the Seaforth goes on sale, and I fell in love with it, and I found I, that's when I found out, hey, a big watch can look good if it's made right and suits you well. So I've got I've got both. I did buy the original Seaforth, and I have a Laguna too. It's interesting. Your watch story sounds very similar to mine, John. Where it's like I, you know, I kind of knew they existed. I, I wore, you know, I actually had a, a Skagen quartz watch all throughout high school, which I thought at the time looked like the fanciest watch on the planet. Uh, you know, then I got a phone through college, you know, who really needs a watch? But it was it was for me the Apple Watch that kind of like reminded me of like, oh yeah, watches are a thing. Uh, and I, I've known John Biggs. Uh, we worked together at, at Gizmodo and TechCrunch many, many years ago. And I always knew he was into watches. And now I'm reading his watch site with interest. And I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of cool. So I, I'm about two years, give or take, into, into my own journey. And yeah, it, it is funny to go from like not knowing anything to just being like, basically obsessed and like, wow, this is, this is kind of cool. So yeah, it, it's, it's funny here how, how, how closely they kind of mirrored. But are you going to, are you going to buy more? Do you think you're buying more? Uh, for sure. Well, I'm, I, I am pers- Well, I'm trying to save for maybe a house or something, but no, like, you don't need uh, a house. what do you need a house for? <laughs> don't need a house. This whole shelf <laughs> is overrated anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think I've said in the past that kind of my, my grail would be the Grand Seiko snowflake. I, I, you know, something about it. I, I really enjoy. It. I don't know. So that would be my first kind of like, uh, you know, more than five thousand dollar watch. I, I think I have. I, I sent you to the Seiko boutique, didn't I? Yeah, I've been there a couple times in Manhattan. They're, uh, you know, they don't they don't know me by name yet, but I, they're 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 very nice. Uh, yeah, I, I think the most the fanciest one I have the uh, Seiko Alpinist, uh, the JDM version, it, which doesn't even have a kanji day, so I don't even know why I got the JDM oh. version. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's actually the, you know, the most expensive in my collection, but it, it, it's, it's a fun, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. So, and John Gruber, are you like, are you completely addicted now? Or are you going to keep going? Uh, I have two others, but I, 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 I don't love either. I, like everyone I buy, I love less. So I, I don't know. But with the, so so actually, what you're falling into is a very interesting is a very interesting trap. So you have a really nice one that you love, your Rolex. So the only thing you can really do is go up. So you can only go higher and higher. Right. So you have to eventually like get like some five hundred thousand dollar FP Jorn or whatever, uh, because that's the only way you can like you could you could scratch that itch. If you buy anything cheaper, it's going to drive you nuts. And if you buy anything similar, you figure, oh, I could trade it or or do anything with it. So it doesn't it doesn't really stick with you. So you're, I mean, you're basically sunk. Yeah. Well, here's the other problem. I know what my Grail watch is. My my Grail watch is a red sub, 
Um, mm-hmm. And like like a 1680 with the the red Submariner on the right. Rail. And I do prefer no date, but I do love the red. I love the hit of red, and I feel like the hit of red also alleviates my annoyance with the four lines of text instead of two lines of text. I mean, I, I, I think I've written this before, but that superlative chronometer officially certified, whatever the hell it is, it is the four biggest, fanciest words you can think of to say keeps good time. And yeah, what, yeah. what the hell else does Rolex stand for, right? It's the stupidest thing I can imagine. Four big, fancy, highfalutin words that means keeps good time and everybody knows what rolex is it's a high precision watch company and they keep good times i hate it but with the red sub it works i just there's something about it um i feel like that would be the one like i i i've never even taken my my sub off the bracelet uh i have no i I love the bracelet and it's funny because it was i bought it used came out from from the package from bob's fit me perfectly i mean i did like the micro adjustment in the clasp but didn't need to to add or remove any links sort of just feel like this was meant to be um i would get the red sub and probably put on like a leather strap and then that would be it. Then I'm done buying it. But the problem is I keep telling myself, you know, achieve some kind of great goal in life, you know, financially success with Daring Fireball, start something new that is actually a success. Yeah. And then that would, that'll be my reward to myself. And as I keep telling myself that the price of red subs, <laughs> uh, oh, you just no. buy it for yourself. You just buy it for yourself and you just put it away. It's like the price of a pretty decent used car now. Like a oh, really yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> and what, what, what were we, we were talking about? Uh, we were talking about authorized dealers mm. and didn't, didn't we have some kind of commentary on that Vic, uh, Victor? Yeah. So, so John and I were talking earlier today about going to dealer visits. I mean, we've got, there's, there's this whole thing that I've been looking into about dealers and the, the weird restrictions that they place on who can buy a watch from them and, and who they'll allocate a watch for and wish lists and all of this kind of stuff. And just going into a dealer experience is really weird. You know, if you go into the Panerai shop, they're happy to see you. They talk with you. They're, they're cheerful. They'll show you any watch you want to see. But that's not exactly what happens if you go into uh, Tourneau or or Rolex. Oh, definitely not. So, so John, you were in Vegas. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the family. It was a family trip. Seriously, uh, we we just like going. Um, we we score like a you know don't go to the fanciest place, but you know splurge a little bit and get a place with a little private pool in the back. We all love the weather. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's uh, nice. It's a good, it's a good, good way to go. Right. You can and, drive around a little bit. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, spend one day, you know, uh, uh, instead of luxuriating in the pool, uh, do some shopping, just get some steps in, go to walk somewhere to lunch up and down the strip. And, uh, you know, I've been to Vegas many times, but I went to, we went, we walked up to the Caesars forum shops where there's a t- tourneau. Um, I, I, anybody who's been to Vegas is, you know, it's probably very, very familiar to a lot of people listening to this, but the whole corner of it, like when you're coming in from the strip, at the Tourneau is a Rolex corner inside the Tourneau. And they have a ton, ton of, ton of floor space inside the Tourneau and all, almost all of the window space that's valuable. And I was curious because I know the shortages that Rolex is going through. 
And I was shocked because they didn't even have anything in the windows. I mean, like there were no watches in the windows, not just like none of the good watches that I might be interested in looking at, but no watches. And I thought, oh my God, are they, is Rolex leaving Tourneau? And then I, I like told my wife and son, like, give me, you know, they walked on without me. They know, they knew, they knew I was going to go in, but I, I walked in <laughs> and like, it looked like the counters were empty too. And not just sparse, but like empty. And there's a security guard standing there. And I said, hey, is, is Rolex still here? And it, it was very, you know, I don't know. He's the security guard, but he's like, you have to ask them. And I was like, all right. And, but there's nobody to ask because there's no one at the counter. And I, so I just walked up and then I noticed there were a few watches, all women's watches, most, you know, just weird, a weird collection. But like it, it, it honestly looked like they'd been robbed and like the, <laughs> the burglars had maybe like missed a few, you know, <laughs> and then a woman comes out from behind and it was super unpleasant. She was sort of like, why, you know, had like a, why are you here? Look on, on her face. And, uh, it, I, I just said, Hey, are, are, are you guys open? And she was like, yes. As though it was the dumbest question I could have asked. And I said, well, is is this all the watches you have? And it was maybe like noon, right? It wasn't like early morning, but I thought maybe they start the day late. I don't know. It was like, you know, like a Tuesday, Tuesday at noon. Maybe they don't open till one and they were still, maybe they put them away for security's sake at night. And she's like, yes, this is all we have. Uh, As though that was a dumb question, you know, like this was, this wasn't normal. And I know for the last few years, it's been hard. You, You can't get any of the stainless steel models, but, but the, the display cases still had watches, right? They just didn't have the steel yeah. watches that we like to buy. And, and I just found it to be such an off-putting experience, not just because they didn't have watches, but because she just sort of seemed to be trying to make me feel like a jerk, which is uh, never the experience I've had in Vegas. Never. It's interesting. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Yahoo Finance, uh, about yeah, a month yeah. ago, uh, they, they published a story. You know, uh, The headline is, Why the Rolex Watch Shortage is a Perfect Storm. And they actually got a quote from Rolex, which I don't know how often Rolex speaks to the press. Uh, I don't see them too often. Uh, but the kind of the kicker line was, uh, finally, should we know that Rolex watches are available exclusively from official retailers who independently manage the allocation of watches to customers? So it kind of sounds like Rolex there is is kicking the can to the ads oh, and saying, "Hey, it's not it's not my fault you can't buy these things. It's you know you should talk to them." So yeah. it, it is it is I don't know it's a wacky world. I I, I wrote about that quote on uh, on on wristwatch review and they okay. basically, basically so first of all Yahoo Finance got the quote uh, Rolex headquarters said because Yahoo asked. <laughs> Apparently, all you have to do is, you know, Rolex famously never talks to the press, right? That's that's basically their thing is they rarely will give a comment on an article. They will feed you information if you're writing about their stuff, if if you're lucky, but they won't give you a quote. Yahoo Finance asked and they commented and it's just bizarre, hmm. but that's that's what they did. They shrugged and they said, sure, Yahoo asked. That's why we gave the quote. Well, I, I think I think their I think their audience is changing. I mean, I like I mean the fact that we have like you, John, on the on the show, or you're actually interested in this, like and and Hodinky to a degree has as we just talked about Hodinky a minute ago, but they've they've brought like the the secret uh the secret watch lovers out of the woodwork and they're realizing that there's a whole that there's a whole new world out there. Uh 
to to sell to, but I don't think they understand how to sell through to that to that group. And and the, and I guess they're using the techniques associated with like Supreme and all those other like hype yeah. streetwear brands just to get just to get uh, just to build uh, build fascination. I, I don't believe it though. I I don't believe the all you had to do is ask. I think I think that the Rolex sport watch situation is spiraling out of Rolex's control. I don't know what hmm. exactly is going on, but it's weird because the other thing I noticed, and you know, I left Torneau and, and we walked and we went. I don't know if you guys know the forum shops, but it's sort of one of those mall designs. It's like they go on forever. Well, but there's like three spokes and then a central plaza, and it's yeah. and, and the plaza is like Instagram central because there's like a big fake Roman Caesar's fountain. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that that central plaza where the three spokes meet is also like clearly the prime real estate in the forum shops that's where gucci and louis vuitton and dior and i mean you name it is right there that's where the the adorable little panerai boutique is which is awesome and they're so super friendly i i do not have a panerai but i'm fascinated by them but the times i've stopped in they're they're you know I think you guys were just talking about it, right? That it's a fun, yeah. fun, friendly, welcoming place. That's where their shop is. Um, there's now a dedicated Rolex boutique there, right? And now that's not, that's different. You can't pass that off and say that, that, that the shortage of watches there is because of third-party authorized dealers maybe gray marketing them. And the, the, the Rolex boutique there made me think, as soon as I spotted the logo, I thought, oh, they are leaving Torno. Because they now they have their own boutique. That's why there's no what, but they're just the the lady in Torneau just didn't want to tell that to me. But I walked by there and and peeped my head in, and they did have some customers in there, but they had almost no men's watches. Period. Just mostly women's watches, and the women the men's watches they had were all the the weird blingy. Who God only knows how much they cost. Diamonds around the whole bezel. The the platinum day date right. with the uh, the the ice blue etched dial mm-hmm. that no one really and, wants. And yeah. you know weird rainbow colored uh, 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 pearl, mother of pearl watch faces you know like rainbow daytona but like not <laughs> not even the sort of men's watches i'm used to seeing and i you know in rolex boutiques over the last three four years or you know i'd say it's like 2018 is really when i first noticed that the shortage in the sports watches but uh something weird is going on and i feel like they commented because it, it i you think it's out of their control that they have no control over it anymore I, and they're so like I, I've, uh, the other thing I've heard, maybe it is, and I guess the other thing they wanted to deny was they wanted to deny that it's some sort of strategy on their part. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the strategic part that I've heard, and I think, I don't think there's any proof to it. It's just like somebody's spitball idea, but I'm stealing it. And I don't know who I'm stealing it from. Sorry. But the idea <laughs> is that as Tudor is reignited as a brand and seems to be doing pretty well, that they're artificially... Uh, restricting the production of the Rolex branded stainless steel sport watches to to inflate Tudor and let Tudor occupy that space, and then hmm. and then sort of elevate Rolex to a even higher super brand. Hmm. You know, like interesting. You know that Rolex maybe a lot of people you know famously from the James Bond Casino Royale scene. You know, there, there's the idea that Omega and uh, Rolex are sort of arch rivals like the Lakers and the Celtics or the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, and it, it's a way that if, if Tudor occupies the space that Rolex sports watches used to, uh, 
Mm-hmm. then Rolex can build their entire brand from the bottom up on top of that and then sort of elevate the top of Rolex to a level that nobody else really occupies. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it makes some sense. It does co- it does seem to co- – the rise of Tudor seems to coincide with the decline in availability of, of Submariners. I like that. I like that strategy. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody's thinking about this stuff, rather than just knee jerk reacting to to things like I do all the time. <laughs> all right, John. Thank you for joining us. This, is, this has been a real treat. Oh, I enjoyed I think, it. I loved your show. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I. I. I I'm glad somebody listened. Um, <laughs> all, right, all right. This has been the Hour Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeo. And a very, very special thanks to John Gruber. Uh, Daring Fireball, uh, check it out. I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, I don't have to explain what it is. It's uh, it's probably the best writing on uh, on tech and primarily Apple in the world. And, uh, and he's a really smart dude. All right, thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Hour Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.